You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. But now you're separated from your party, and Sir Will is still permanently insane. What the hell do you guys want to do? As the paladin continued his descent into madness. Have I ever given you a reason to not trust me? There is only one reason to trust you, Sheriff. When we walk together, we walk alone. That is what you've always said. He pulls out a sword. Shing. Oh, boy. Old friends turn weapons against each other. Twang! This bullet hits his mailed fist and the sword within it, and he drops it to the ground. They've taken you! They've taken you all! And he starts, like, riding away, like, into the castle. And the party had no choice but to shackle one of their own. And Lexington, like, with Nestor, jumps on Sir Will. We dogpile. He's just fighting while Nestor is tackling him. And then I imagine the rest of you help him hot-tie Sir Will. Horrible. With one ally bound, can they survive an ambush at the castle's edge? You see the doors fly open, and three cloud giants come rushing out. Oh, no. Baron, take your ready to action. The adventure continues. Bubbling hot magma erupts from your only exit. No. What is going on, Glass Cannon Nation? It's your old buddy, Troy LaValle. If you're one of the smart, loyal fans who stayed subscribed to the Androids and Aliens feed after the final episode aired, you are about to be rewarded with some breaking news. And if you're one of the lazy fans that just plain forgot to unsubscribe to the feed, well... You win as well, because the A&A feed is about to get hot again with more content than you'll know what to do with. Starting next week, the Androids and Aliens feed that you know and love will be rebranded as Glass Cannon Network Presents. Now, all 155 episodes of A&A will remain on the feed as the premiere show of this soon-to-be-rebranded feed. But now, it will also be host to a ton of new shows starting this year and beyond, as it becomes a landing spot for almost everything the Glass Cannon Network produces outside of our flagship show, The Glass Cannon Podcast, and all of our Patreon-exclusive shows. First up on the feed will be our new Dune Adventures in the Imperium miniseries called Inherit the Sand. The character creation session will drop this Wednesday, February 2nd, on the rebranded feed, and then new episodes will release the following Monday after each Friday night stream on Twitch. So, episode one of Inherit the Sand debuts Friday, February 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, right in that old A&A slot. Then the podcast version will drop on the Glass Cannon Network Presents feed on Monday, February 14th. Then, later in the month, the podcast version of Jared Logan's upcoming Blades in the Dark series... Haunted City will land on the rebranded feed as well, and so much more throughout the year. And I mean it when I say so much more. 
The One Ring, Call of Cthulhu, Twilight 2000. Oh yeah, this is going to be one hell of a year. But that's not all. For the first time since we began putting ads on Androids and Aliens, we will be offering an ad-free version of all new shows from the Glass Cannon Network Presents feed to subscribers at the $10 tier and up on Patreon. So if you want to listen to all of this new content ad-free, head on over to patreon.com slash glasscannon and subscribe to at least the $10 tier today. I have huge plans for this new feed this year. We're soon you can expect to listen to multiple releases per week all in one place. Thank you for listening and for supporting us and get ready for bucket loads of new adventures all in one place on Glass Cannon Network Presents. Before I launch into our award-winning banter this week, (laughs) I just want to remind everyone, in case you don't follow us on The Social as the kids call it, that we're going to be making our first ever stop in Richmond, Virginia, this Saturday night for the second Glass Cannon Live of the year. We're coming to Richmond. Uh, this is this is a, a, a risk for us in many ways. We want to start exploring new markets, uh, but we got to sell some tickets so that we can continue to come to your crappy hometown. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we're really excited to come to Richmond. Last I checked, or at least at the time of this recording, there's still some tickets available. Uh, I know that we always have like 300 plus when we're in D.C. Get your ass down to Richmond. I think it's south of D.C. Not good with geography. <laughs> over, over to Richmond? I over to Richmond. Get over to Richmond. Uh, <laughs> come come party with us. If you, if you saw the end of the Dallas show, then you definitely want to see the Richmond show. Please uh, buy tickets if they're still available. They might not be. They might not be, but we're really excited. And then we're going to be in Boston uh, first week of March because originally we thought that's when PAX East was going to be, and it's not. So you should still come <laughs> to see us. And don't worry about PAX. They really uh, really pulled the rug out from under us on that one. <laughs> yep. The old switcheroo. <laughs> I like it when we go to these new towns because it finally gives uh, some hope to the people that like to tweet out their particular town when we announce a date. And sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it's, oh, you're going to Dallas. Will you ever do Austin or Houston? Those make sense. Sometimes you're like, we're doing a show in Seattle. And someone's like, will you come to Muskogee, Oklahoma? And you're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, I know what they're talking about. They're just enthusiastic for our content, Grant. They want us to come. That's true. It's just. You know, let's let's get the Tulsa data in for Oklahoma before we think about Muskogee, okay? That's all I'm saying. Hey, uh, to quote Troy, don't sleep on Muskogee. Don't sleep on Muskogee. Biggest little small town in America. Uh, so Richmond experience among the crew here. I've never been. Has anybody been to Richmond? Never I have. Been. I have. I you drove have? through uh, on the way back from Myrtle Beach. Uh, for a beach trip, uh, my wife and I drove and, uh, we stopped in Richmond because I knew there was a stone brewery that had, uh, popped up there. I was like, let's get lunch at stone, have a couple coldies and, uh, then drive our children. <laughs> no, this is before kids. Uh, oh, so we were just driving drunk without children. No, we only had a, we waited. <laughs> oh, good. We had so a the lot DUI of would just kill a stranger and not your child. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. Perfect. Uh, no, we, uh, we popped in there. And so I didn't really see a lot of it. The brewery was very nice, but I'm excited to go back. People say Richmond's fun. Matthew, you have been? I have. 
I spent a few hours there uh, as I waited for my Greyhound bus transfer. Oh, Ooh. oh, so that's it. That's it. You've seen Fancy. it all. I felt like I got to see a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like the, like you know ten thirty to one thirty a.m. stretch, and uh, like ten thirty p.m. to one thirty a.m. stretch, and it was it was an eventful time. That's Ooh. the best time to see it. They say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy your time in, in Richmond, Mr. Rockefeller? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, well, I so can't complain. It was, Greyhound bus transfer. It's like <laughs> it was. We were Anthony Bourdain over here. I was still in college, <laughs> and Caitlin and I. Caitlin hadn't been home in forever, and we were both. I think it was like the summer in college, and we were both working like several survival jobs at once is trying to like pay rent and she was really stressed and she was like i haven't been home and we're like what's just what's the cheapest way we could get you back home and i'll go with you and we'll make a thing of it and we looked it up and we paid like 50 dollars for a greyhound bus from new york to, to to virginia and uh it was actually three greyhound buses and it was like 14 straight hours and uh <laughs> it was very stressful because except for the richmond actually was a reprieve because we knew we'd be in richmond and we were waiting for our connection as opposed to all the other connections where we uh were on the bus and we watched the time that our next bus was supposed to leave go by while we sat in traffic <laughs> oh, <laughs> so oh no and there was what and but the, I, I realized that the greyhound system apparently thrives on traffic because the driver started to announce he's like all right when we get to the next stop if you're going to this place go to this gate if you're going to this place go to this gate if you're going to charlotte do not worry. I am your driver. You will not be late. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably appropriate that now I tell you we had to cut the budget a little bit, and uh, you drew the short story, and we'll have to take the uh, bus back to Richmond. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> the Greyhound to Richmond. It'll, it'll be like old times. Yeah. <laughs> we also only purchased a ticket for you to go in with the luggage underneath the bus, so you'll have to really curl up in a ball yes. the entire ride. Oh, I'm going underneath the bus. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should wear long johns. It's going to be very, very cold. <laughs> I'll wear long johns and I'll pack myself into a suitcase. <laughs> Everybody is talking at me. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm excited. Come on out to that show. Come see us and come see us in Boston. We'll be announcing some more dates soon. Uh, but now, banter. <laughs> this is what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, now we've come uh, to the banter segment of our show <laughs> and commence <laughs> and banter. Isn't it funny that uh, <laughs> we watch cartoons, but our parents never did? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we cartoons have become so uh, different now. Uh, there's more adult cartoons. Uh, there's so many shows that launch, but like The Simpsons was probably the first show that like I watched with my mom. Now they watched Looney Tunes when they were kids and stuff, but like I'd never like walk in on my dad watching oh. Akira. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were too young to know the Flintstones and the Jetsons were primetime TV, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were. They were. Um, so there's a little bit of a gap between the Flintstones and the Jetsons and the Simpsons. There was a cartoon free gap that I will definitely co-sign on. Those Jetsons were ahead of their times. <laughs> was it? <doesn't, laughs> hot dig, Troy. Hot doesn't dig that gap correspond to Scooby Doo? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's like uh, Hanna Barbera was like, because you know they did like Johnny Quest and everything, and it was just an incredibly expensive show. Uh, and the, I 
think that was prime time too. And they were just like, we, this is, we don't want to spend this much money. So they, they shifted their model over to making cheaper, uh, syndicatable, uh, children's cartoons like Scooby-Doo and crap like that. So yeah, that would account for the gap. Because it, like also you know like Looney Tunes would show they do show the shorts before feature films and the movie theaters yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, my dad would tell me back in the day, go to see a movie on a Saturday, you'd see two features and a couple cartoons for a nickel. Uh, that <laughs> was spend your whole day <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm still just picturing you. You walking in on your dad watching Akira uh, and like <laughs> shutting it off and being like, I told you to knock. <laughs> <laughs> Throws a mug at your head. <laughs> Get out of here. This is my time. Oh, you guys have got a kick out of this. So I've been introducing Archer to uh, Miyazaki films slowly. Um, and uh, the other day I came into his bedroom while he was playing and he has an Alexa uh, Echo Dot in there. And so he just plays music and he was listening to uh, like Toto's greatest hits while he was coloring <laughs> and just jamming out. I saw he was bopping his head and I was like, what do you, how did you come upon this? <laughs> Because he was trying to tell Alexa to play My Neighbor Totoro soundtrack. Oh. And instead, Toto's Greatest Hits came. <laughs> I mean. It's kind yeah. of a win -win. a different result, but not bad. <laughs> Gonna take the light to take the light. Like, Archer, good jam, buddy. Uh, but yeah, it is. I, I find that so funny. Like, now I, I've watched cartoons left and right. Sam hates them, but like, you know, I haven't watched Family Guy in a while, but I would always watch that. And then at night, I'm watching Rick and Morty before I go to bed or like old American dads. It's, but our folks didn't, it just was different. Well, yeah, I mean, you say that, but I also, I don't watch cartoons. I don't watch any of those shows that you just mentioned. You're not a big cartoon guy? Mm -mm. And I don't really know why. Um, I'm just not. I don't know. Because you're never Troy's got, dad. That's why. I <laughs> loved The Simpsons, uh, you know, when I was in college. But uh, but then I, I didn't. I don't watch it anymore. And I don't want. I never watched Family Guy. I never got into it. It's or so South funny, Park. Though. Like, I love their humor, but I just never got into it. I don't know. When we when I would show you a South Park or a Family Guy, you would piss yourself laughing. It's funny. You yeah. wouldn't be like, you know what? I need to watch yeah. more South Park. I think we talked about this on the show a long time ago. Something always bothered me about Family Guy. I can't quite put my finger on it just oh i think just I know. the trying to be it funny sucks. constantly every second because uh, yeah, <laughs> it sucks that's yeah, what might I just be bothering don't. you <laughs> <laughs> I, think I've, I think i've honed in on joe's issue <laughs> family guy oh <laughs> <sighs> yeah i just don't like it i don't like it and i never watched uh, any rick and morty matthew yeah. do you watch a lot of rick and morty no, no, I haven't, but I'm not for lack of trying. I actually do like Rick and Morty. I just, mm. I'm behind on everything. The same with video games. Like, my folks didn't play video games either. And now, like, I play it. I'll be playing it more than my children. <laughs> yeah. I never walked in on my dad <laughs> yelling at a Dark Souls boss. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> just slamming a controller on the ground. What's wrong, Dad? This fight is bullshit. <laughs> My father never tweeted to his followers to invade him endlessly to make his world tendency black in order to platinum demon souls, but I did. <laughs> my dad played a lot of video games. My dad, well, my dad was a big gamer, though. Anyway, played a lot of strategy games and 
but uh, he, we had an Apple IIe computer, and he really liked the like Apache helicopter flight simulator, and oh yeah, um, yeah, a bunch of uh, Sims and strategy games like that. But I think the expectations of adulthood, what being an adult means, have shifted quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, yeah. since I've been alive, for sure. You know, there's stuff that we engage in without shame today that uh, any normal adult would uh, would hide. They would throw mugs at their kids' heads if they walked in doing it in their bedrooms. <laughs> like I, after I finish unloading my car at the grocery store... I like to push the cart and then jump on and ride it into the thing. <laughs> and as I'm doing it, I'm like, I couldn't picture my dad at 43 doing this. No, he'd be put away. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. And uh, I could get hit by a car five minutes later. So I'm glad I did it. Right. <laughs> and it's faster. It is faster. It speeds up your day. When you, when you take into account the speed and the enjoyment, it's foolish <laughs> to do it any other way. Oh God! I felt like such an old man. I, 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 so I injured my shoulder the other day pretty bad, and um, I it's an old injury, and I re-injured it. And so I'm out with the kids, and uh, they're riding bikes, uh, and it's freezing out. I'm just trying to get them outside, and I'm walking along, and they, you know they're riding around, and they pull off and stop because there's this huge in the park in the grass, this huge frozen patch of water, just ice, sheer ice, and they're having a ball playing on it, and they're like, "Come on the ice." And I'm literally looking at it, and I'm like, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's like, Tell us because off. I'm like, I can't fall. I can't risk falling right now. <laughs> uh, it's just it is so, so sad. I have a theory about this, because, you know, we do carry these things that we love in childhood. We carry them into our adulthoods now. We're doing it as a living right now. And if you look back at like pictures of people like back in the 70s, look at like Ed Asner, like on the set of the Mary Tyler Moore show. And, uh, he's got, you know, he's balding and he's wrinkled and he's just got his like short sleeve white shirt. And it's just like, Oh wow, he's 23 years old in that shot. And it's like everyone looks like, <laughs> look like, like super old back then. I think it's like that's changed for a number of reasons. But one reason is because we have these things like we're able to enjoy ourselves more freely uh, as we grow older and we're able to retain some of that youth. Mm-hmm. And moisturizers, huge. Dad. And moisturizers. And and nobody's smoking everywhere anymore. And nutrition. And Who among us doesn't moisturize their face twice a day? I just once. Grant, once. Matthew, Skid, and Joe's never even purchased a moisturizer. No, I do it twice a day. Okay. Wow, so I, Joe I, and I, I, I didn't used only? to. I didn't used to. I had a horrible. I still have really awful skin because I'm Irish, and just the sun destroys my face at any time of year. And I finally went many years ago to a dermatologist. Actually, Matthew's wife and I had like uh, a race to a dermatologist. It was like we both knew we needed to go, but we kept putting what it we, off. What do we call that a race? Yeah, it, was, a, it like was the slowest years? race of all time. Yeah, it was like, I'm going to go to a dermatologist before you. It was a sack I'm, race I'm going to the do it. And it would be like months. Yeah, and we just wouldn't actually go. Uh, but I finally went and they were like, you need to moisturize your face twice a day. Uh, and, and then do this and this and, and, and sure enough, like it took a few months, but it cleared a lot of problems up. So I was like, I can get behind this moisturizing thing. This really works. This really works. It's good stuff. I need to find a product that doesn't cost $50 for four ounces because I found like this, uh, this <laughs> one I like is Jack Black. It comes in a blue bottle. Oh yeah. yeah I like Jack it. Black's great. But it, 
It's great, but it's too expensive for me, I think. I would like to find something that is, can I buy stuff at the store for like an affordable amount? And then it feels like I've put five pound weights on my face. Like Mm. there's very heavy moisturizers and then there's like the perfect ones. Got to get into Kiehl's. Got to get into Kiehl's and wait for a sale and then stock up. That's what I do. You guys want to know the biggest secret in skincare? I don't even know if I should tell you. (laughs) Coconut oil? No, don't tell me. I don't want to be spoiled. We'll we'll bleep it out of the app, Troy. It's fine. All right. All right. You know what? Cut the mics. I'll tell you guys off here because I need to get it out right now. Uh, It's the greatest thing I discovered last year. Um, And it's expensive. It's like 80 bucks for a small little tube of it. But it will change your life. Retinol. Retinol? Yeah. Retinol. You just put a little bit on uh, at night before you put your moisturizer on and it will change your skin completely. I went to a dermatologist last year. I'm like, I need a routine. I've been just, I've been just reading men's health for years and trying to do what they say, but I need a real legit routine. He goes, let me tell you, this is what you do. You wash your face in the morning with this, boom. You do this with the sunscreen, boom. You do this moisturizer, boom. At night, you want a retinol, boom. And then use this night cream, boom. And then this. And he told me everything and it's what, changed what, my life with my skin. What? Was your dermatologist Emeril Lagasse? He was. <laughs> and he t- throwing uh, chili powder in my face every time. That's, like, That's what happens if you get your skincare done in Fall River. <laughs> but yeah, retinol, retinol is the fucking shit. It's very expensive, but uh, if you want your life changed, you can't put a price on that. I saw a dermatologist tweet about this the other day and suggested a, a slightly different cadence that what you were doing, I think it was every other day or something, but also very pro-retinol. The prescription level retinol uh, is is much more um, uh, industrial strength, as they say. Um, but I think if you can find a, a good over the counter one, it's also supposed to be really good. But it's intense. Be careful. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to use it every day. You want to build up a tolerance to it. Start with like a point three. I've moved up to a point five, uh, and I do it every day. But you can like you have to work up to that. You could have a real serious reaction. Anyways, that's Troy's skincare tips, uh, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> for the very the rich podcast I gotta say care tips for the very wealthy <laughs> i gotta say, i gotta say too this is this is something because i i didn't do it for the longest time and then i saw there was a reddit thread about like what's something that you've men like what's something you've changed in your life that you never would do because the perception was it was too feminine and that was one of the things was like moisturizing mm-hmm. i was just like oh okay and it is like that's another reason, like why people back, especially men back, you know, in our father's days, looked older than they than they do now, is because of that kind of ideas, these sort of ideas about masculinity that can ultimately be very harmful sometimes. That that's another that's another thing that we've, uh, we've yeah, advanced I mean, in, I think. <laughs> Absolutely, Skid. Totally agree. And I mean, I remember it when I was like a teenager. I remember in my, in my, even in my early 20s being like, like even facial cleanser, not even moisturizer, like facial cleanser yeah. was like, that was like feminine to me. I yeah. was like, uh, give me a bar of Irish spring and I'll yeah. rub it into my face. <laughs> right. Like, so, it's so, it was so, it's so stupid. It's like, it's it really is. Sense. It's really, really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Take care of your skin. Uh, you want to you wanna look young? Follow my very expensive routine. <laughs> uh, it knows me out that I trust you more on this than I would tax than tax advice, but I actually do feel like you no, actually I, know, yeah, know a little I'll bit more what you're talking about on this. On this. <laughs> this is, 
I have plenty of random things I know a lot about. Uh, <laughs> one of them is skincare. Um, but another thing that I know is that things are about to go down here on the giant Slayer show, (laughs) as 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 my wife calls it. No, she doesn't know what we do. Uh, (laughs) My wife's never referred to it before. She's never referred to it. She's never spoken of it. She assumes I'm just goofing off in here for twelve hours a day. My wife refers to it as that Sicilian thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you came uh up here to this open air platform because you saw a shrine uh, an outbuilding you had to pass through the outside to get to the shrine and you think if there's any place that renfall is going to be it's going to be perhaps something like this that he could be tied to this is a guy that shows up playing a harp maybe uh, he would play the harp in the shrine you don't know he's mentioned that he was a priest of gozra maybe the shrine was his shrine this is a good a place as good a place as any to try and find renfall to see if he can help you with sir will but you were nervous about it. You were nervous about exposing yourselves. Uh, you were nervous about the fact that Sir Will is now hogtied on the back of Lexington. But Baron rolled a profession fisherman check to make a very special knot that hopefully can be pulled uh, as a, uh, I don't know, if, uh, an immediate, a free action, a, a standard action as opposed to a full action. I can't remember what we said. I think it was a standard instead of a full. But either way, you come out here, Baron takes the lead, and while being ahead of the party, he starts to sense evil and notices the doors to the shrine opening up. Three cloud giant veterans come running out. Baron pops one, pulls back, Nestor fires, kills that one that Baron hit. But then, the passageway that you walked on to get to this platform turns into bubbling lava. And now we're back in combat here. At that moment, right next to Metra, Sir Will, Nestor, in fact, surrounding them, and also just to the south of Baron. A fog cloud erupts. Oh, no. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) No escape. No visibility. Yeah. No paladin. 20-foot radius, complete uh, lack of visibility. This new radius chart you have on here is dynamite, Troy. In the past, you've been copy and pasting garbage that doesn't fit the maps, and this lines up perfectly. It looks beautiful. You know, I don't know why it took 313 episodes, but this is so much easier. Yeah. Uh, it's, is it in Roll20 already? It's precise. No, I just Googled uh, something for Roll20, and then I cut out the edges and threw this on. Uh, I like throwing the actual cloud, but look at, like, see all those white spaces that the cloud doesn't cover that are actually uh, within the 20-foot radius? Yeah. So... This is bad news now because Metro Sir Will and Nestor are in this cloud. Baron is just to the north of it, just on the edge of it, but can no longer see his friends. And because of the uh, the boundaries of this, can't see the cloud giants either. Question for you, Troy. I'll allow it. As no, the you know what? You can ask the question on your turn. Okay. 
<laughs> Metro Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Has the castle stopped flying? Has the castle stopped flying? No, it's moving. At what it's speed moving. would you say we're traveling at? Oh, you're going to be that guy, huh? Yep. <laughs> you can okay. give me an approxim- approximation. is fine. Uh, you know what? I, I don't want to give you an approximation because I'm not good at those. I would uh, like it. <laughs> the easiest way for us to understand it would be if you did it in meters per second. So if you right. could just yes. chart it like that. I feel that's. I feel like that's how it was written in the book, so it won't be helpful to anyone, <laughs> especially the GM. Why are you bothering me with this? Why are you asking? Well, because I want to get rid of this fog cloud, but I believe if a fog cloud, depending on the speed of the wind, will only last for a certain amount of time. Yes, right? that is correct. And I mentioned this last week, but you were too busy combing your beard uh, to learn <laughs> that it was 21 miles an hour. So the fog cloud will only last for one round. That's right. But how many rounds will you last for? How many la- rounds indeed? Okay. Uh, so, Metra will... Uh, Swift action with the meta magic rod cast Mage Hand to untie Sir Will. Okay, Mage Hand to untie Sir Will. Great. So you only had to expend a Swift to do that, and the Mage Hand gets its full Standoni. Sir Will, the insane, is untied. I should mention uh, that the cloud giant that cast that fog cloud then moved up to the edge of the cloud. Of course he did. Um,. Okay, and then Metra will... Um, I think I can do this from within the cloud, because I'm not targeting anybody, I'm just targeting an area. Oh, boy. Metra is going to cast... How tall are the, how tall are the cloud giants? Oh, 13 feet tall, I believe. Uh, perfect. Okay, so Metra is going to cast Reverse Gravity. And I'm okay. going to Reverse Gravity. Oh, shit. Uh, uh. Basically in the area of the walkway so the gi- the cloud giant standing there will fall up into the air okay reverse gravity hold, in hold up hold up yes Jeff <laughs> don't you need line of sight on the point at which you are sending the reversed John I mean do I <sighs> you almost you always get... do don't you yeah it's the type of thing like I didn't want What's to say. What's the target it. of the spell? The, the target area. is an area up to one ten foot cube per level. Okay, so maybe if you can envision the area, you can just cast it out. It's up That's to you. Our, it's like over there. I was just looking at it. It's yeah, like, I know you know yeah. where they are and all that stuff. I'm just curious about line of effect. I guess really, maybe. I also always forget that you don't have true seeing. You are just able to see ethereal and invisible at all times. Yeah. Is that what your ability is? Okay. I mean, I can get I can get to a place where I have line of sight. Um, I'm looking, to. for example, fireball because it's the same thing. If you're casting a fireball, you're casting reverse gravity. It's all the same thing. You need line of sight. But if you just say, "I want to put a fireball over there," do you need it? Yeah, uh, I, I guess well, you're right. Fireball I guess you don't. travels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have well, line of effect because it will go through the fog cloud. You have line of effect. You just can't see. So, but you're not trying to target a thing. You're trying to target an area. So, yeah, you're just saying like, I want this area to start twenty feet ahead of me. And then, yeah. I mean, you 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 rule. I mean, I, if I, I have the movement to get line of sight around the cloud, but if I, I would prefer to be back here. 
<laughs> you want to be as close as possible to Sir Will when he starts smashing your face with a gauntleted <laughs> fist. A tiny little fist. <laughs> Troy is really grinding this thing to a halt here. I, I know it's my fault, but yeah, what are you, no, re- what are you I'm, reading now? I'm going to say you can do it. It's it's uh, it's very open-ended here on the boards, shocker, uh, with people just really throwing curses back and forth at each other about uh, what Raw and uh, RAI are for things like this. But you know what that area is. Whether or not you can see it exactly, I mean, I think you have enough coverage with 10 cubic feet that you could cover it without worrying about covering yourself. Uh, Grant, yes. have you looked looked ahead to think, and I'm sure you have, Matthew, I'm just asking for my own fear of my life, that is our only means of exiting this platform right now. Are you able to dispel that at will if we need to run through there, or would we also potentially have to run through there and fly into the sky? Um, I, I can, think we're gonna... I can dispel it. It would be a standard action to dispel it. I don't think we're gonna need to, um, because if, if it works out the way I want to, uh, we won't need to at all, and if it doesn't work out the way I want to, we, uh... We'll just be da- we'll be pretty dandy, um, because so how much? What's the actual distance? What's the actual width of this cor- this uh, so twenty five feet? So I'm gonna say thirty feet. So I got thir- three. I'm gonna like line up three cubes and then stack them, right? Mm-hmm. And then that should get me. And I get that should get. I have sixteen. So we'll say I have fi- you know that's f- I have five levels, right? Three, yeah. three, 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 three. So that's 50 feet. So, so the, the, can you put a five foot hole corridor through it that we could walk through with our detect magic? We're not going to do Okay. Okay. Well, okay. oh, here's what I'll say is the one that was dead just flies up into the air. Uh, so cool. He doesn't just fly away. He hits the edge of that cube 50 feet up in the, in the middle of the air and just, as if it were the ground. That is that how it works or is it just... Oh, he might just hover. He I think just he just hover. hovers, and yeah. then at a certain point, yes. probably when you dispel it, they fall, right? Yes, he remains there, oscillating slightly until the spell ends. All right, so he just, ah, oh, this dead body just limply <laughs> <so>, so <laughs> hanging there. Now, the one uh, that is in front that just stupidly charged up, he has nothing to grab onto, so he doesn't get a reflex save. However, the one behind him can try to pull back and grab the door jam, uh, so he'll get a reflex okay. save. Uh, and we'll see. I I have a physics question, Matthew. At, at what point would a, a a body's momentum dissipate enough where it would be left behind by the moving castle? That is exactly what I was going to say. It's good. Uh-huh. Okay. I think the castle is moving, right? If those right. those creatures but that go isn't up into the field that you created this moving as well with the castle. Yes. In fact, it is so. This I would say they go up and then the castle is moving forward. They would fall. They would hit. They would so they would stay where they are, you know, and they would hit the wall and fall to their deaths. Uh, <laughs> which way is the castle going? That's a good question. Which, which way is the castle going? It's going towards the east, towards the shrine. Yeah, it's going towards the shrine, and the shrine. When you say east and west, it no longer means anything. Okay, it's going towards. <laughs> it's going in the direction of the shrine. So, if anything, they would hit the wall of the shrine because it's a tall shrine. No, 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 no. They'd be going the other way. They'd go the other way. They'd fall. So, off. They'd go so away here's from what the I shrine. here's what They'd I imagine. As soon as you here. did it, Matthew, they would go straight up, and then they would come over us and fall on top of us. I mean, eventually, out of, twenty miles an hour, they'd fall yeah. to their deaths. 
Yeah. Okay. Here's That's the thing. I, I don't want to get into this physics because it's <laughs> as much as it may benefit you now, if we really dig into it, it will pamper you later. And there's just no rules for it. So I'm going to say that this is all happening statically, moment to moment. Uh, but those both of those guys, uh, the guy failed his reflex save. I rolled a 12. So they both go up 50 feet and they're uh, hovering next to the other one. <laughs> they look they, so they, foolish. <laughs> they would anyway for a while. I just don't know, like, physically, like... Because you it's, have moment, like if you if you jump up well, like on an, a moving airplane, like you don't fly back like two hundred feet and then hit the ground, you know. <laughs> so it's like, but I just don't know how long that momentum is maintained. Yeah, it's an interesting if question. You're, if you're it's not questions like that that make me want to never play this game again. <laughs> I know. No, I'm, I'm honestly curious. I've been watching nothing but uh, flat earther uh, debunking videos all week. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, this is all stuck in my head. I'm really sorry. Yeah, uh, the physics, I, I, the physics I, I, is beyond me, so I won't. Pre- I, won't I won't pretend to have any kind of opinion about it. I'm fine I, with I them love, just oscillating. Up I love that stuff. That physics of inertia oh. and movement is so yeah. fascinating, and I just love the idea of like you being on a plane and jumping up and yeah, just like, slamming to your death in the back of the plane, like instantaneous, <laughs> flattened up against the galley wall. <laughs> oh God. Well, so I know that Troy hasn't played it, but uh, I think Matthew has, and I, I know Skid has. Super Mario Galaxy has really great gravity oh. reversal mechanics yeah. where you kind of are running great a straight game. line, and then you float up and float down, and those kind of have barriers and boundaries to them where you're held within it, so maybe that's what's happening. I'm, it's magic anyway. I'm totally fine <laughs> with us saying we're like we're all like we're in a gravity well yeah. of our own, and this, I'm just, this I'm reversal of gravity derailing. is just... No, I'm no, glad you brought us up. Uh, I just knew people out there would be listening. It's like, wait a minute, if they're not attached to the castle, wouldn't they just like fly out? You know, the limitations. uh, The limitations of the game, my imagination, and my tolerance have all combined to make (laughs) me want to say, "All right, you guys win." Um, Not your retinol tolerance, though. That's that's very high. I worked up to that. Point five, baby. Point Point five. five. I'm thinking about moving to point seven. Uh, All right, Metro. Please tell me you don't have another action. Uh, I actually do have another action. I'm going to take a five foot step back out of the out of the cloud. Five foot step back out of the cloud. Move okay. action. It is my other cloud giant's turn, and he's just he sees the ground uh, go beneath him, and he casts levitate on himself, and then moves down twenty feet in Weird. back in the direction of Whoa. the. Uh, the floor, so he's now thirty feet above, uh, thirty feet above the platform. But that Very is cool. all amazing. He's, <laughs> he's flying back down towards the ground. Yeah, he's just—he's like reversed fly, fly down. Yeah, he's like using the wall to push himself down. Uh, but yeah, so that is his turn. Unfortunately, thereby taking away the fun destruction I wanted to lay down. But speaking of fun destruction, Sir Will, give me a D one hundred roll. Fun destruction coming your way on the Giant Slayer Show. <laughs> the Giant Slayer Show. Giant Slayer Show. Oh, starting off hot right in the same place we always are. Of course, 78. So, of course, I'm always going to roll the highest possible in these scenarios. Um, attack nearest creature, uh, which uh, I'll do a 50-50 roll uh, for Nestor or Lexington. Uh, and if it's 51 or higher, this? I'll say it's Nestor. Yeah. Is is Lexington an animal companion? Yeah. 
Is it is he a true animal companion? And this is why I asked is because I was doing some reading about this. Uh, an animal an animal companion is like not considered. Well, it, but that's uh, is not considered an ally, I think, or something uh, like that. No, uh, I know, I know. In the, I've, 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 oh, hold on, nearest creature the spell, is the spell. Is I know. The spell, in right. the confusion, in the confusion, it says that familiars count for this, but he's not a familiar either. It doesn't yeah. say companions. Yes, Grant. You don't need. You don't need to have the discussion. And under animal companions, they remain creatures of the animal type for the purposes of determining which spells can affect no, them. No, no, no. So he's not saying that. No, not that. No, he's saying would he attack Lexington instead of one of us? But if they oh. were if they were equidistant. But um, let me ask you this: the the wording of confusion says nearest creature. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be either Lexington or or yes. All right. So I'm just going to roll the 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 mischance here. Oh, and it's a four, so it is Lexington. So once again, this poor. Poor pup. Uh, I will just slam him in the back of the head again as soon as I get myself free. Uh, but it's just my fist now, which is good because I'm um, unarmed uh, because of the being all being all tied up. And uh, um, just because you guys share a spare, uh, share share a spare, <laughs> share a square, uh, you don't have to roll the uh, mischance. You can hit him. Great, thanks, Troy. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so I rolled to hit and I I hit him and. I will do five points of damage. Why do you hate Lexington? Oh, this is hurting my heart. I hate this spell that happened to me. It's like Marty Stauffer and the man who loved bears all over again. Pete is going to be all over us. Uh, But let's go to round two. It is Nestor's turn. Nestor, you hear a a wolf howl uh, under pain. You are in a fog cloud. By the way, Metro will, ex- will explain what she did so that Nestor and Baron know they have uh, sitting ducks with, with which to, you know. What do you say? I reverse gravity. They should be flying up in the air. Just hit them before they get down. Okay. Uh, okay. I use more technical language, too. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> because of the cloud, you can't see anything. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Actually, I would say... Oh, you, I'm, not, I'm out of the cloud, but the cloud... And, and they're, they're high enough that I could probably see above the cloud, right? Where you're out of the cloud, uh, the one that is hasn't uh, started to levitate down yet, uh, I would say that you might be able to see them. And I would have seen the other one start to levitate down, because I went... I moved out of the cloud before. You yeah, you could no longer see that one. Uh, there's an argument to be made that you could see the other one, but I haven't made it yet. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a 20-foot radius, right? So it's like a 20-foot... Sphere, yeah, yeah. Uh, do I have enough information to process to allow me to take uh, an attack against the target with full concealment, based on what Metra said? God, that's tricky. You I don't know. Also, huge. You could also delay, and the cloud will be gone. In oh, that's true. At this, at the fog, at the cloud I'll giant's turn. <laughs> okay. Thank you, because I didn't want to make that ruling that wasn't in your favor. But it's hard. Like, Metro just cast this. You have no idea where they are. You have a yeah. general sense. So, like, what I would have you do is roll a D100 to see if you could... I don't even know. I don't even know. The, the well, rules... I mean, it's... it's I, we, we have been, you know, in combat, like, a number of times. I, I would imagine that these characters have a certain shorthand between them. They're used to working together. It's a massive target. And Nestor is experienced enough that I think he would at least get a chance to do it. 
Yeah, but, I mean, it's already a 50% mischance. I guess it's right. just like, you're, you're stand, I'm trying to imagine you standing in this cloud. You'd just be firing into the air. There, I almost feel like there should be another mischance because you don't even know where this guy is. And well, you ma- can, she could say, like, aim at, aim at, uh, aim at 2 o'clock. That's true. Yeah. Like, Metro like knows, and would, she could coach you. Yeah, that's right. fair. You're already getting killed by the 50% mischance. Yeah. It's not like but it's it invisible. I'm going to wait anyway. That's probably smart. Um... Be interested to see what Baron wants to do here. Baron, you're couched right in the uh, sort of Tetris corner of this uh, 20-foot radius fog cloud. Um, I love being, I love being at the corner of Tetris Avenue and killing Giant Slayer slow, show o'clock. Um, can Baron make any decisions? Can he does he have any visual information, or he is delaying the best thing for him as well? Well, the, the delaying would be the best thing. Um, okay. Because you, I guess where that one is up in the air there, and you're standing on the edge of the cloud, uh, you know, a five-foot step to the north, you could probably unload on it, I think, based on this. All right, then Baron will take a five-foot step from the edge of the wisps of this cloud on this floating castle traveling towards <laughs> the chapel. And we'll unload on this giant that cast levitate. This is the one that cast levitate to get closer no, to the ground. This is the one that initially put the fog cloud there. Um, and yeah, I mean, if it was on the ground, there's no way I could give you that shot. But where it's up and you're out of the cloud, I'm going to say that you can fire at it. And how tall is the giant? About 13 feet. Give it a take. I'm just thinking of the rule of Pythagoras if I have it within touch range or not because it's floating in the air do you know what i mean well, matthew is our f- resident pythagorean it's 50 feet up and you're 35 feet across give me your a squared plus b squared equals c squared matthew 35 squared hold on <laughs> oh dear what well, uh, so it's do let me get my pencil <laughs> I think he's definitely. I think he's definitely too far away. But this yeah, is fun. I think so too. I think he's out of touch. I'm just curious if it's out of a range increment as well. Uh, well Sixty-one it's touch. It's out of a, a single range increment. 60, it's not going to be two. It's not going to be eighty feet away. Sixty-one feet away. He's out of time. All right. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Skid. He is uh, sixty feet away. We'll call it as the crow flies. Right, I'm going to delay and allow the cloud to move and for these giants to get closer to us, closer. so that I can be more effective. Closer. Um, so delaying for the time being. Excellent. At that moment, you feel something, hear something next to you that you don't see until it's right directly next to you. It is the Leng spider that escaped from the tower. <gasps> oh, oh, no. No. I forgot oh. about that Lang spider. It oh. crawls up from underneath the platform, and it fires a web directly at you to ensnare you. Oh, oh. this is so bad. This will be against touch AC, natural 20. <gasps> oh, jeez. Well, this is interesting. Oh. Uh... It's not uh, a damage. Uh, it's just a ranged attack. Um, yeah, if it does no damage, then it doesn't. It doesn't have a, a critical crit. it's effect. Just, an auto just hit. making sure. Yep, automatic hit. Uh, so you are entangled in a web. 
Okay. Give yourself the entangled condition. You've got a couple Ooh. options if you want to try to escape from it. Uh, you can burst with an escape artist or strength check based on the HP of the web and all this other stuff. Uh... And then everything else is entangled. I think it's minus two to attack, minus four to death. Yeah, I would just stay entangled. Is there a radius to it? Uh, or am I just in enta- a status condition wherever s- I am I'm entangled? Yes, until you yeah, break it. It's yeah. like the sticky webs are all over you. They're affecting every all of your movements. You move that at half speed. A- um you can still take five foot steps because I looked this up and there's really the way it says is like uh, only difficult terrain and darkness. Uh, you can't take a five foot step. Uh, this doesn't say that. So you move at half speed, uh, but you do take penalties to your AC and uh, attacks uh, as per the entangled condition. So Baron is right next to uh, this big old Lang spider who just Pshah! and this Pshah! thing is like hovering uh, right above uh, the ground. Uh, just walking on the air. Weird. Okay, I will act then. Okay, it is your turn. The Lang spider uh, entangles me, shoots this web at me. There is still a cloud on the edge of it. I will uh, swift action, cast burst of speed, uh, will, which will give me a 20 fit, foot bonus to my range, so I should be able to move 40 feet. Does that action have any somatic components? It's a swift action spell that does not provoke. Thank you. Okay. Uh, swift action. So, ba 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 ba. But you still have to move half speed. And with the extra 20 foot bonus to my thing, I should be able to get uh, directly next to Metro okay. with this. Now, that will provoke. Um, it won't provoke because burst of speed allows you to move without provoking attacks of opportunity from your enemies. Oh, all squares or just the first square? All squares. Yeah, that's what the spell is. It's like it's a quick movement away quick from your movement. All movement does not provoke attacks of opportunity, and you can remove. You can move. I can move straight through the space of creatures that are larger than you are. Okay. Um, uh, so that adds twenty feet to your have speed, so you're able to get out of there. Yep, I move twice basically. Oh, well, I move once. That's forty feet. So I, I might. Well, I'm. It has me at fifteen feet now with the boots of springing and striding. So that gets me 35 feet, which gets me to there. I mean, I could... You're right next to Metra uh, on the other side of the fog cloud. And I can't see it through the fog cloud. Right. That's fine. Uh, I could have gotten a shot off against it, I guess, but I'm 10, 15, 20, 25. Yep. That's that's about right. Okay. All right. So you stand directly next to Metra and get the hell out of there. All right. It is the uh, cloud giant that initially cast Fog Cloud's turn. Uh, So the the fog cloud disappears. It does until he casts it again. And casts it directly on top of all of you. Oh, Oh. wow. Is this, do we know if this is at will for them? Is this at will? Fog Cloud? Or do they have a limit to how many times That's they can do question. it in a day? Uh, You've surely rolled this knowledge check before. Yeah. That's uh, you I'm know what? Saying. Thank you for bringing that up. This, uh, obscuring Mist is at will. Fog Cloud is once per day, so I can't do that. Ooh, uh, awesome! Nice. So, yeah. so that cloud's gone. Fog Huge. Cloud is gone. Uh, he will uh, cast Obscuring Mist on himself. Okay. Just to this is good. Try this to is good. save his life, uh, but he will have to remain uh, floating up there, unfortunately, because casting obscuring mist was his action, and that will also cloud uh, 
put a cloud around his buddy. Uh, but not around the spider. Who is spider. now dead. <laughs> Who is now <laughs> going to die. Like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, He's like, wait, wait, uh, wait, Nestor? <laughs> yeah. right, so Would you like to feast? <laughs> that was Cloud Giant 2's turn, and now it is Metro's turn. I'm going to uh, take my turn. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Nestor. You held your action. Yeah. All right, let me throw you in, change you up in the initiative order. Go ahead, Nestor. Uh, nice says, uh, oh, that's a cop. That's a cop. There you are. Takes five foot step back and nice. does a full attack on the Lang Spider. <laughs> Oh man! Casta. Uh, <laughs> first attack, deadly aim, rapid shot, etc. Uh, Thirty-two to hit. Thirty-two is a hit. Okay. And that is with many shots. Uh, that is uh, sixty-five points of damage. Okay. Right, second attack. Ooh, Natty 18. Oof. Uh, What's the total on that? 28 points of damage. Okay. And what was the total to hit? Uh, the total was uh, 45. Okay. Does that hit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, third attack. Uh, that is a 36 to hit. 36 to hit. Uh, 33 points of damage. Okay. All right, fourth attack. Big round. Mm. Uh, so it's probably a miss with a 20. That's a miss. Final attack uh, is a 24. That's a miss as well. Okay. Uh, damn, it's always damn, nice when you like damn. get that really high roll on the final one to get it. But three big hits. Um, and now maybe there's something that Metra can do. Metra, you're up. There is indeed something I can do. Metro will uh, will fire off a fireball, which will burn away the obscuring oh, mist yes. and hit all three of these creatures. Can they all please roll this? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, good. no, <laughs> okay, and you are certain that hits all of them, right? Because of don't forget, one of them is fifty feet in the air, one uh, of them is well, thirty a, feet in the air, and the it's a twenty foot radius, so it's a ball. So I'm so it definitely doesn't a, hit all of them. Uh, but no, I definitely would out, hit all of them. They're twenty feet It's because it's, it's forty feet in uh, radius is forty feet. Radius is double feet. radius. Yeah, it's oh, forty so feet in diameter. So it, it's like so it can yeah. explode in in midair. Yeah, right? yeah, you yeah. can you designate the point. Wouldn't the yeah. one that's fifty feet up though then not get hit? No, because he's only Shot. twenty. It's a forty thing, but it is there is a forty. No, but like foot if you ball. designate the point in air between the spider he, and the he, guy that's fifty feet up, you, you said he was thirty. Wait, I thought you were targeting the two cloud giants. I am, but I'm also going to get the spider. I can get. I, I don't think, I think you can get the highest cloud giant. And the, spider the spider is not zero feet tall, Troy. It's a no, huge I, creature. I understand. I'm saying you can either hit two of the cloud giants. That's really, if you want to hit multiple creatures, that's all you can do. You can either hit the spider or both of the cloud giants. And I'm saying I can hit all three based on where I put, where I, where I put the and point. And I disagree the based zero, on is where not, they How are. tall is the spider? I don't know. Uh, it's huge, so it's at least 10 feet tall, right? I hear what you're saying. I've made my ruling. You can either hit the two cloud giants or the spider. Okay, well, yeah, I disagree I'm gonna with that, but it. if you're really going to stick with it, yeah, I'll hit I'm the two cloud giants. I'll let, I'll let the boards take care of that argument. Yeah. Um, so it's all right. They'll torture Troy we'll do plenty the two, enough for you. Two cloud giants. Give me a reflex save. Okay. Uh, reflex save on 
the cloud giant. So the one that's 50 feet up, uh, 21. Uh, pass. Oh, pass. All right, then the other one. Uh, actually, the other one rolled a, a 20, uh, 20. Okay, so the obscuring mist is gone. And let me just roll the damage. Did they both pass? They, you said 20, 28, right? No, no 20. 20 and 21. Both pass, yeah. Okay. So you're going to take, they each take 16 points of fire damage. All right, 16 points of fire damage, and let me see if they take any extra, if they're, like, sensitive to fire. Okay. Um, You said 16? 16. Okay. And obscuring mist, that burns away obscuring mist like uh, like it would a fog cloud? Yes. Actually, I can't burn away a fog cloud. I can burn away an obscuring mist. Oh, okay. Fog clouds you can sweep away with the wind. Sweep away, baby, sweep away. All right, that is Metra's turn. Uh, the cloud giant that moved downward. So now this I is will, interesting. Um, I also take a five foot step. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, five foot step. Let me ask you this. That gra- reverse gravity is in an area, right? Like yeah. if he is able to, now that he's cast levitate on himself, I would argue, and I want to see what you think, Use the wall of the uh, the shrine to push himself out of the well with the levitate. Just like you can use handholds to move horizontally, I would argue with the strength of this giant, he could push himself out and fall the other twenty feet. I think that's fair. Um, and he would either take two d six. He would take two d six damage if I can't pass uh, a most likely impossible acrobatics thing, which may also leave him prone. Correct. This is. Prone and just a few feet away from uh, a gun. From a gun, yeah. <laughs> loaded gun. They're just sitting ducks here, floating in the air, though. Yeah. Uh, he could also sure. use the wall to pull himself into the space between the towers and fall to his death. That's also an option. Yeah, you know what I think? I'm gonna... I, you know, that's more of the hero's death he's probably looking for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now, I'll, I'll since he didn't cast his fog cloud, I'll have him cast his fog cloud on Damn! the party. Uh just so he has some more time to think, and then he'll move twenty more feet down with levitate, uh, keeping he's now ten feet away from the floor. Uh, that's what he's going to do. They are uh, they're in a bad spot here. Uh, it seems like they can't they can't find a way in reverse gravity. They 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 weren't planning on that. So now it is Sir Will's turn. Sir Will, give me a D one hundred roll. Here comes the D one hundred from your local paladin. 56. Oof, you know that 86 That is, is deal 1d8 points of damage to self. Wonderful. I'll take uh, that. I'll take that over a tech nearest creature. Uh, so that is seven points of damage to self. He's just like, why did I hit you, Lexington? I'm so mad at myself. Bang. Punches himself Aww. in the jaw. Boom. This is so sad. I really have to stop doing this. He has no idea there's a combat going on. <laughs> He's like, why are we not going to the shrine? Smacks himself. Okay. Uh, it is the spider's turn. The spider will crawl into the fog here, uh, right next to Nestor, uh, who's up front. Uh, and he will do a vital strike on Nestor uh, at a 50%, oh, excuse me, at a 20% mischance. I'll get my D100 and roll these together, like our old buddy Tom used to do. Here we go. <laughs> old buddy Tom. Tom. Oh. Natural 20 and an 82 on the concealment. <gasps> oh, now, this is with Vital Strike, so I don't think it 
oh, we've done this before. Like, it doesn't double twice. Remember? I crit on a vital strike once. Yeah. Do you guys remember how it works? Let me see if yes. I confirm. I know, I know how it works. Okay. Uh, I think I know how it works. I confirm with a 37. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's make sure right. we get this right because this talk is a turkey lot here. of damage. All right. So what's the damage? Just tell me the, the vital strike damage non-critted. Wait. What? What is the damage? Like, what are you rolling? Oh, uh, 66 plus 8. And you would normally be 3d6 plus 8? So it's 9d6 plus 16? Correct. Okay. That's easy enough. Yeah, it's not 12d6, it's 9d6 plus 16. Is that all? Jeepers. (laughs) 9d6 plus 16. (laughs) Equals? Uh... 46 points of damage. Okay. Hmm. Ugh. Does that seem low or high? Uh, no, that is... I was thinking about it. I thought it seemed low, but it's actually pretty good. It's actually right on. 96 plus 16. Yep, that's correct. Uh, Making sure, yeah, it's a, t- a times two crit. If you remember when you fought these things, they make weapons out of their webs. So he's hitting, uh, hitting Nestor with a... Uh, a web that is shaped like a masterwork light flail. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, and where it's not a named creature, we won't pull a Jonski. But now this thing is right next to Nestor. You know it's a, a, a huge creature, so it's going to have a lot of reach. This is uh, going to be interesting here. We're in round three, and it's Baron's turn. Baron is back in the cloud. Baron is tempted to shoot out into the mist. Uh, I cannot use sight to locate a target, but I could use the sound of the Ling Spider attacking and maybe Nestor's grimace at it to use sound to shoot in the general direction. Mm -hmm. But after missing the Naga like I did with those 50% concealment chances, I don't want to risk it. The only thing Baron can do that makes sense in this high-stakes environment is to delay... I feel like Joe O'Brien. A beard is spouted out. My eyes have turned blue. I'm now really wanting some bread and cheese. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to wait. <laughs> okay. And you can have AOOs against a creature with concealment, but not with total concealment. Does that sound right? You can have AO. Well, you can have an AOO against a creature with total concealment uh, because you can't see them. Right. But yeah, but AOOs, think- it, it, concealment doesn't affect AOOs the way it's cover that you can't have, that you can't do an AOO. No, but total concealment, you can't take an AOO. Well, I think regular concealment. Sure, but I think total concealment, you can't attack them at all. You know what I mean? So it's not really an AOO no, you can. thing. It's a 50% mischance. Uh, you can still yeah, attack. But, yeah, you, you, can, you can't really. So you can target the square the that they're in. Yeah, but you're targeting the square they're in technically. Like, oh. If you sure. read the language of total concealment, it says a creature with total concealment cannot be targeted, uh, but you can do a 50% mischance. Right. I'm saying, like, we see where Metra's standing. I, 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 don't, I have to look up what the range is on this spider, but say Metra's within range. If Metra was to fire a bow, it can't take an AOO against Metra. Because it, it can't was... even see that she's there. Right. It doesn't even know, yeah. But Nestor being right next to the spider, could, it, it could. It can take an AOO at a 20%, 20% mischance. mischance. Yes. Um... Great. Okay. Uh, That was Baron. Is you're holding? You said Baron. Holding until that fog cloud disperses. Yep. Going to the Joe O'Brien School of Tactics. All right. (laughs) It is Cloud Giant Two's turn. Uh, This is the guy that's still fifty feet up. Uh, He's he hates his life and he wishes. (laughs) 
he had stormed another castle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, I, it's so tricky. Like, he has nothing he could push off of. So I can either, like, obscure myself again, but that'll be gone, uh, or start to levitate downward. Uh, I'm gonna... Oh god, I'm gonna regret this later. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast levitate and start moving down. He'll move down twenty feet. So the guy to the south is ten feet above the ground, and the guy to the north is thirty feet above the ground. Oh, reverse gravity was was great, Metra. Uh, it mm. is Nestor's turn. I yeah, he hates doing this with the spider right there, but he I think he's also gonna hold until the cloud dissipates. Yep. Yep. Uh, Metro, what about you? Same thing? I'll hold until the fog, the cloud dissipates. I'll take, right. I, you know, I will ready in action. The instant the cloud dissipates, I will go. I will, I will cast a spell. That way I can interrupt the, fog, the cloud giant's action. Okay. Now, uh, what do you guys think? So it's that cloud giant's turn. Does the cloud uh, disappear at the beginning of his turn or the end of his turn? The beginning of his turn. It showed up in the middle of his turn, which is essentially the beginning yeah, of his turn. Because so if it's, it's one beginning. round, the round is the new round begins when it's his turn at the start of his turn. Right. Okay. Well, then the the cloud dissipates, and uh, Metro, your ready to action takes off first. I cast chain lightning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh dear. Uh, so I need each of them to roll a reflex save. Okay, can you roll me a concentration check to avoid an attack of opportunity? Yeah. From the spider. You got it. How does a f- uh, 35 suit you? What is it supposed to be, against the CMD of the creature? I said, this is why I never know. Could I have just rolled to cast defensively? Because I can do that, too. I, yeah, I just roll to cast defensively. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, then I get it on You known to do that, uh, so that's fine. Uh, and that's automatic for you? Uh, as long as I, yeah, as long as I don't roll a natural one, I get it at this level. Okay, well, natural one is an automatic fail for that. Yeah. So, if, if it's not a numeric fail, then you cast away. Uh, go ahead and give me spell resistance on the spider. Alright. And then it's reflex saves for the other? Yes, reflex saves for everybody. Yeah, for right, I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, spell resistance is a 33. Okay, that passes. Uh, he rolled a 26 on his reflex save. That passes. Uh, and then a 13 for the guy up top, and Fail. a 24 for the guy down the bottom. Pass. So let me give you the damage. Okay, so this is easy. For the guy that failed, uh, 50 points of damage. Okay. And for the two that passed, 25 points of damage. 50 and 25. Okay. Great spell. Great use. Okay. That is your action. Do you want to move it all? I can't. I read it. Because I would like to. Sorry, the spider's character sheet is larger than Baron's. Uh, just making sure I got through it. Okay, great. Uh, all right, Baron and Nestor, would you like to take actions? Uh, yeah, I'll take my turn. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. I can try to kill the spider that's on you unless you have a good way Actually, of getting yeah, out Actually, I wanted first. to go first because then I wouldn't cover okay. Uh, and I cannot five foot step while entangled, right? You can. But you can. Oh, yeah, great. That's what Troy said. I will be super careful and five foot step further away from the spider and will unleash a full attack. But my 
I'm hitting against touch AC at this range. However, all of my two hits are lowered by being entangled. So let's see what happens. This will be interesting. Uh, I'm going to... <laughs> I think that you're going to hit on anything that isn't a misfire. Once again, Grant, it is not going to be interesting unless I would you misfire. Not, I would tell me the result of every single roll. Really? I, I it has a high touch, a sizzle? After fighting them, am I able to put Bane on myself kind of automatically? Knowing what they are and discussing them over several days, having seen them and us. I can't remember if you ever put Bane on the first time, so... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could I could shout out to Metro to try and identify them. I don't know who can I identify can't them. We did identify them or not? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't remember either. Uh, so no, just kill it, Grant. Just kill it. Can someone identify it for me? He says, free action wise. Sir Will turns and says, identify what? Okay, <laughs> here <it> comes <laughs> spider. Stupid. <laughs> the first attack is going to be a twenty-four against Touch AC. That is a hit. Nice. <laughs> 24 points of damage on the first attack. Okay. This thing has to be on its last spider legs. Yeah, it's going to curl on. up in a ball oh. in the corner soon. That's a hit. What was the second one? Higher than 24? Higher than the previous one. Uh, that is a 26 points of damage on the second attack. 26 points of damage on the second attack. Okay. This is the danger zone. This is where it starts dropping. Then 18 against that JC. That's a miss. It does have a high touch. I was cursed. I just rolled. Here comes the final attack. That's a miss. (gasps) Oh, no. I have... When was the last time Grant missed and didn't misfire? This is a... Yeah, it's What a wily creature. I I need someone to identify this spider. (laughs) It would give me an additional plus two, mechanically speaking, against it with my bane. Barry yells out against the 21 hour, 21 mile an hour winds. Uh, All right, Nestor, what are you thinking? You know you're going to provoke at least once, uh, unless you do a full withdraw. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just going to step back. It's just like, I don't know. It's a big purple fucking spider. (laughs) I'm no expert. And he's, he's going to take a five foot step back. We'll still incur, but he's going to do a full attack. Okay, I'll uh, roll the attack of opportunity. This is again with this masterwork light flail, almost another crit. That's a thirty-six to hit. Okay. And Nestor will take Ooh. twenty points of damage. Ah! Oh! Natural one. Oh, oh no! Oh, on the multi-shot. Come on. To confirm. Uh, Natty 19 on it. Okay. Something in the 40s. That is not a fumble. Sucks. Okay, second attack. Natural fucking one. Are you kidding (gasps) me? Here's the Norse Foundry. Hey, Uh, Eric. Shout out to Eric at North. (laughs) Roll to confirm. Amazing dice. I just love the way that they feel in your hand and the way they look. Like, the, the color is nice. Everything except the numbers that show up when you roll them random. Amazing. Two confirms. Now 19 again on the confirmed. The third. bad wow. news is it has combat reflexes. It takes another attack of opportunity. Uh, 25. That's uh, a miss. That's a miss. Oh, beautiful. Do combat reflexes ever decrease in their uh, bonus to hit to like actual attacks, or is it always I thought full about base that attack for two bonus? seconds? I think it's always at your highest base attack bonus. Wow, I because never I think thought about an, that before. An attack of opportunity is always your base, highest base attack bonus, and all combat reflexes does is that you take more attacks. Of Additional. Wow. Right. So wow. It's good. you've taken two attacks. You've provoked twice. Are you going to roll the dice again? Thirty to hit on the third attack. 
That is a miss. And it takes a third attack of opportunity. <gasps> uh, that is going to be a 27 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. That is a hit. And it does. That is a miss. 22 points of damage. Okay. All right. Fourth attack. Metro, uh, I just don't know why you didn't include the spider in the fireball. <laughs> don't. Will you stop it? Will That's what's really bothering me now. Yeah. With the amount of damage it's doing to Nestor, you could have really... Uh, whatever. Well, you know, the spider was zero feet high, Joe, so it was impossible. <laughs> it is a horrifying looking, completely it's, flat it's creature. It's flat as a sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Nestor can't hit it. <laughs> Nestor, what's your uh, role in that? That's, that's another miss. That's not a miss. And that's another attack of opportunity. <gasps> uh, that is going to be a miss. 24. All right. Again, Eric, thanks. I hope you're listening, Eric. <laughs> I consider you a good Poor friend. Eric. And uh, glad I've been able to get a chance to know you at the conventions. And he's <laughs> a really good guy. <laughs> it really does. It really is. It's escalated. Escalated. It's personal. It's no, personal. It's just I'm saying how much I enjoy his company. He's a great guy. <laughs> uh, Nestor, do you have any more attacks? I do, but I'm not going to take it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Nestor just <laughs> nothing, uh, and it takes about forty more points of damage out of Nestor in the process. Now that Cloud Giant gets to act, uh, it actually should have acted before Baron and Nestor, but uh, what it's going to do is use the final point of levitation. Uh, or its final movement of the levitation to get down to the ground and come out of the reverse gravity. Uh, and immediately spring back up in the air. <laughs> no, wait. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. That would be really funny. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Did he? At what orientation is his body? Did he? Re- can you reorient yourself? Do you have the, the mobility and the maneuverability to do that while you're levitating? Acrobatics check. Yeah, he is got a strength of 26. He comes down to the ground and he pushes himself through the gravity field and he's just, he's not going to be within range uh, to hit but he's out of it. Um, or we can so take floated. 30 minutes to talk about the physics of it and uh, <laughs> ruin this. I like that. Let me call, can we call a friend? Can we call a physics friend? <laughs> we have Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's time to like get this. Neil on the line. It's time like Neil. this. I just want to play Blades in the Dark. So, so Neil, uh, we're <laughs> Let's, we're playing in a game of pretend, uh, me and my friends, and we're in a flying castle. Uh, what happens when we keep auditioning all these professional actors and gamers to be on the show? We need to start engaging with more physicists. Yes, <laughs> we do need a scientist, or just somebody who has like college level physics, or yeah, <laughs> one has gone to college. None of us have that. I certainly do not have college. I think any college graduates out there, feel free to apply. Paizo should have brought that on when they wrote the book. They should have they hired the physicist. Have. Uh, That's not our job. All right, so this guy, he's out of this nonsense, uh, but I'm going to say he cannot walk uh, further up to get within uh, melee range of the party. Uh, I guess I could throw a rock, but that's so lame. It's kind of uh, all I can yeah. do. Where's the rock? He's got a little uh, pouch on his side that carries rocks. It says it in the book. Really? Yeah, rock pouch. Rock pouch. Rock All pouch. these giants, they have rocks. I'm like, where do they get these rocks? They yeah, I know. <laughs> and, it, it, they got a rock that pouch. give you bruises when you're walking around all day? Boom, boom, boom. 
boom, in your side. That's uh, tough. He's a giant. Let's see here. You know, actually, he is just... I don't think a rock is going to quite do it for him, so he is going to um, cast Obscuring Mist to protect actually his allies. Like, I wasn't worried about Sir Will just like dying from getting smashed to death by a cloud giant, because I just figured you guys would kill him so fast. Uh, but this Obscuring Mist really did foul things up, and like now... Just a couple crits away. Sir Will can't defend himself, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Well, it is Sir Will's turn. Let's see if he is going Let's to... Let's see if he can... Attack a friend. Attack a friend. Here we go. So wait a bit. Oh, I think I got it, buddy. Nope. <laughs> Se- 74. I thought that the 70 was a zero. Where's a 10, rather? Uh, 74... Deal 1d8 points of damage to self. Uh, He just keeps harming himself, uh, and he does six points of damage to himself. Six points of damage to himself. It is round four, and because of all the movement in initiative, it is the Lang Spider's turn. And the Lang Spider is going to do a full attack on Nestor. Oh, dear. That's going to be three attacks with a flail and a bite. All right, I'll lay out the bite first. Miss with a 20. Oh, okay. That might have poison and stuff. Flail number one. 36 to hit. Yep. Oh, boy. All right. uh, 17 points of damage. Second flail. Natural one. Hey. <gasps> Fantastic. Confirm Huge. that. Huge to confirm. Uh, confirmed with an 18. Nice. Oh, amazing. Confirmed. Nice. Fumble. Uh, you can call it a, a melee attack. Um, even though it's made of webs, it is counts as a weapon. Okay, this one from Ryan in... Banger Main. Be cool, Ryan. Be cool. Uh, This one's called At the Whim of the Lantern King. Uh, Galarian's infamous trickster god, the Lantern King, has decided to have a merry jest at your expense and sends a quickling who materializes and hurls a banana cream pie at your face before disappearing from the scene entirely, leaving only the pie and the echo of his manic giggles. Your attack misses wildly as you are blinded by the pie and fall prone. A reflex save <laughs> negates the prone condition, and the blindness can be removed by spending a move action to wipe the pie out of your eye. So well, thirty-five uh, so, on the reflex, so he's not prone. So he's not prone, and then he's blind, and he can spend a move action, but he can't because he already attacked twice. Yeah, that's right. so true. now he's at fifty percent miss chance for any additional attacks. Yeah, uh, he has. Uh, one more attack because that was his third after missing on the bite. I'm <laughs> um, just making sure he doesn't have like uh, you know blind sight or anything like that. Oh, no, yeah. be by the pie. Blind sense, blind fight. Mm, yeah, That'll no, it's just gonna be a, a 50% miss chance. Nice. <laughs> Bip, bop, boop. Okay, 
Last attack, lowest base attack bonus, probably going to be a miss anyways. And it is. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kill spider already. Oh, my God. I hate the spider so much. I'm glad he looks ridiculous right now. <laughs> He's got a banana cream behind his face. Uh, he five, five foot steps uh, just to close on you guys a little bit and get a little tiny bit in the obscuring mist. We're into round four here. It is Cloud Giant 2's turn. He moves 20 feet further down, um, so he is 10 feet away. Uh, and he... He can't do anything good, right? I guess he could cast Obscuring Mist, but that's just going to get messy. Uh, but you know what? That is what he'll do, because his friends is going to go away. So now it is Metra's turn. Metra, we need a big round from you. Metro will take a five-foot step away from the spider. I'm out of range there, right? Uh-huh. It can't take any so. right now anyway. Yeah, it's blind. Oh, that's true. Uh, I'll still take the five-foot step, and I will shoot off a fireball and burn away both obscuring mist and deal damage <laughs> to all three creatures. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> okay. So can I give, have a reflex save? And not Sir Willamette? Uh, no, I'll put it back behind them. Okay. Remind me, what is this? You're doing fireball again? Fireball again. All Burn right. away the miss. Hit all three. All right, give me a reflex save. All right, give me a spell resistance for the spider. True, true, true. Uh, he made fireball. his reflex save with a 32, um, but the cloud giants both failed. 36 on the spell resistance. That's good. So half for the spider, full for the cloud giants. Okay, 36 for each of the cloud giants and 18 for the spider. Fire damage. Okay. And the mists are gone. And the mists are gone. Big, you know, big the mist. round there. Yeah, I don't know. That might be a bad thing. Well, we'll see. The ranged characters, that's great. But without the mist, they're going to be able to full attack. How many round. hit points does that fucking spider have? Yeah, it's a yeah. fake made-up taken... spider <laughs> with added made-up hit points. It couldn't be more obvious. <laughs> uh, Metro, can you also try and identify on that spider sure. while you're at it? Hold on. I'm looking up Lang Spider right now at T20 PFSR. Got it! Is it knowledge plans? It says it has 96 hit points. What the hell? It, uh... It's definitely not the same one then. It uh, you said knowledge, no knowledge arcana. Well, magical beast. Magical beast. What is magical beast? Knowledge for? arcana. Arcana. Great. That's better. Crack die. Okay. Uh, Twenty-seven. All right. That's enough to let you know so that Baron can add his bane. It's an extra planar magical beast. It's an extra planar magical beast. And it is Baron's <laughs> turn. This giant fucking spider. Shoot it. <laughs> I would have guessed that, but I can't do that mechanically. Thanks, Metra. Uh, probably can, actually. Action. And then it would either just work or not work. Actually, yeah, Baron, I, I, w- I would get sneak attack against it. If you, if you can hit the giants instead, I can I can finish off the spider, probably. Oh, because it can't AOO you, right? right? And I yeah, that's and the giants are about to attack. swarm. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's within range. The one closest to us are giants... Um, Coming down on us. All right, Nestor. I trust you. Here it comes. First attack is going to be a hit with a 26 against Touch AC. And some sweet Bane damage. Oh, we're talking almost boxcars. That's going to be 31 points of damage against the giant closest to us. Okay. 31 points of damage to the giant that is on the ground approaching Sir Will. Yep. 
And the second attack will also hit against touch 11. Oh, dude! <laughs> 33 points Ooh. of damage against that said same giant. Okay. Just no whammies. No whammies! Come on, baby. <laughs> oh, you know what the best Let's part of it. this is? That he's definitely now going to attack you and not Sir Will because of how <laughs> dangerous angry. you are. Yeah. So, Greg, this is just so brave of you. Very brave. Uh, 27 points on the third attack. Okay. The final attack comes out now. Uh, that's a 11 against touch AC. Maybe. That is good. That's, they have a very low touch. Um, okay, here it comes. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. 29 points of damage. And he's dead. Yeah! Yes! Oh, that was the guy who could five foot step and do a full attack on Sir Will. So well oh, done. Yeah, that would have been. Bear, bear. I mean, that would have been so so bad. Those things are hitting for four d six plus thirty six on every single hit. And that's without a crit. He, and that's then, without a crit. Uh, and Sir Will is a lot of my AC that I can get super high is based on like a couple actions needed to get it there. Some spells. I, and stuff. I, so like his AC is so low that I'm sure anything over a natural one would hit. I want a scene of this, of just these ropes around Sir Will's feet. He's unable to do anything. He looks totally dazed and confused. Nestor's battered and bloody. An explosion is going off in the background from <laughs> Metra and Baron entangled in webs, like, Barely shooting this giant's head off as it's swinging down at Sir Will. It's amazing. He's like shooting from the hip because he can't raise his arms all the way with <laughs> spider webs around him. Uh, so absolutely cool. huge there. Even with the penalties to attack, you're able to take this guy down. Two enemies left in the field, and it's Nestor's turn. Nestor calmly and deliberately pulls two arrows from his yes. magical quiver, draws them back pointing right at the spider's head all the while singing the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout thung. that is a 38 against touch AC 38 against touch AC it is blinded from the stupid cream pie so it can't take an AOO and that is a hit it's 80 AC. points of damage. 80 points of damage? I mean, it's AC went down by over 10 because of the <laughs> blinded condition. Uh, and you kill the Lang Spider. Even better, you now still have the rest of your attacks for the one remaining enemy. I do. Okay. And Swift Action Study Targets. Going to switch his focus to the other remaining Cloud Giant. Uh, first attack is a a 41. 41's a hit. 23 points of damage. 24 points of damage. Okay. Uh, third attack, uh, 30. 30 is, 30 is a hit, yep. Okay. Uh, 28 points of damage. Okay. All right. Uh, fourth attack. 27. That's a miss. 28. Sorry, 28. <laughs> Unfortunately, that I'm is sorry, a hit. I keep forgetting about that's the... Okay. <laughs> I have a, my focus killer thing. Yeah, no, that's a hit. Uh, 27 AC points 28, of damage. guys. AC, <laughs> send it down the line. I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. AC, I'm 28. Troy, I'm always forget like dying inside. This stuff. Uh, I still uh, Okay, and final attack. Ah, crack that. Oh, uh, that is a hit with an Addy 17. 
Yep. 32 points of damage. And he is dead as well. Yes! There yes! Go. Yes! <laughs> yes. Oh. You, want, you want to see me act normally now? I'll just roll immediately and act normally. Well, Joe, it is your turn. Uh, it is my turn. Oh, I didn't. I, uh, I harmed myself yet again with a 64. We dog pile on Sir Will and time up again. <laughs> He's like, don't pity yourself. I'm trying to pity myself. myself. As you dog pile on Sir Will to tie him up again, as you will need to do, uh, as every six seconds a uh, new condition will affect him, you do so as this bubbling magma continues to roil to your right, and the open shrine stands before you. And we'll see you next week. Oh, yes! Yes! Let us find Renfall! (laughs) Rid ourselves of this terrible condition! I'm gonna eat the pie. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 